Hi, I'm Michael Senoff, founder and CEO of HardToFindSeminars.com. For the last five years, I've interviewed the world's best business and marketing minds. Along the way, I've created a successful publishing business, all from home, from my two-car garage. When my first child was born, he was very sick, and it was then that I knew I had to have a business that I could operate from home. Now my challenge is to build the world's largest free resource for online downloadable MP3 audio business interviews. I knew I needed a site that contained strategies, solutions, and inside angles to help you live better, to save and make more money, to stay healthier, and to get more out of life. I've learned a lot in the last five years, and today I'm going to show you the skills you need to survive. Hi, it's Michael Senoff with Michael Senoff's HardToFindSeminars.com. Welcome to this interview. The title of this interview is called How to Pick a Niche and Find a Market. This is an audio marketing secrets consultation. Damien wants to put together audio products but hasn't decided on a niche yet. He really likes the sales coaching market but knows that sales managers don't really like to spend a lot of money on their educational products. He also has another market in mind that came to him while he was waiting for his wife to get ready one night. He knows this market is red hot with potential, but he's not personally interested in it, so he's come to me for direction. So in this 30-minute consultation, you'll hear my advice to Damien about whether it's better to be interested in your products or if you should just fake your enthusiasm and capitalize on a hungry market. You'll also hear ways to come up with topics to discuss in your interviews. You'll learn how Google can be the perfect measurement of the demand for your information product. You'll learn how to use trade shows to find not only the topics to talk about for your products, but also the experts to interview. You'll learn specific ways Damien can package the audios once he's done with his interviews. You'll learn ways to find a niche. Don't guess at what to pick. Do some quick research like this. The bottom line is you need a product to sell, but if you have a hot market, your marketing can be terrible and still make money. However, in order to make quality audio products, you should also be interested and enthusiastic about your topic. So if you're the least bit undecided about a niche for your product, this is the audio interview for you. In it, you'll hear how to make the best products and pick the best markets. Now let's get going. Well, I'm sure you hear this a lot, but I don't really like my voice. That's one reason why I was a little hesitant about audio being a good fit for me. You know, I sound a lot younger than I am, and I don't know, it's just I've never really liked it. You know, it's one of those things. It's not about me, but it's the same. You know, your voice is pretty normal sounding, but I would not even worry about it. First of all, if you're marketing something and you're doing the interview, you're not going to be doing most of the talking. You're going to be interviewing someone unless you're teaching or training. But I think your voice is fine, and I really don't think people will even give it a second thought or care. What they want is the information. There's nothing irritating about your voice at all. Well, I don't know if you like an agenda for these types of calls. I mean, I have questions, but I wanted to kind of make sure we use our time in the most... You just give me your questions. I'll answer them the best I can, and we'll just see how it goes. Okay, well, I'm still trying to figure out exactly what 
Now, I have specialties in so many different areas and trying to narrow it down to, you know, what I could offer my clients via audio that would be beneficial that's beyond the common stuff that's out there that someone can search on Google to find whatever answer they really want to something. So just figuring out why audio and what could I do that someone couldn't just search and find for themselves. That's the kind of the thing I'm wrestling with. Well, I wouldn't wrestle with that because let's say it's something really popular, just for example, diet pills or diets. There are hundreds of thousands of people selling diet potions and formulas and things like that. And there's a reason there's a lot of people. And the reason is it's such a hot market. There are so many people on diets. The demand for diet products is absolutely incredible. Always has been, always will. So let's just say if that's the niche you wanted to go into, why should you get into that niche? Number one, the most important thing you get into is your market. You absolutely want to get into a market that is ravenous about something. And diet aids and diet products is such a market. You would never run out of people to market your product to. That's very important that you have a hot, hungry, very emotionally charged market with a huge universe. A universe means that the potential buyers for your product or service, okay? Okay. And why audio? Well, most people are just lousy marketers, okay? Even if you looked at all the diet marketing products and services out there, their marketing is probably poor to mediocre. You may find some very savvy marketers that are doing a great job, but there's still room for you because it's such a huge market. And why audio? Because with audio, as you've heard in the audio marketing secrets, you can outmarket them and you can put your marketing campaign and your educational material and your promotion and all of that together a lot more simply than what these other guys are doing. You'll be able to outmarket them. You'll be able to reach your potential customer in a more intimate and personal way. You'll be able to build credibility for Faster, you'll be able to educate faster, and you'll be able to get a higher dollar volume sale compared to everyone else. Well, one of the things that I was considering, there are actually two things I was considering marketing with maybe an information product like that. One of the things I do is sales coaching. I have a methodology that's a bit different than most other coaches, and I wanted to help other coaches and managers get better performance out of their sales team. But when I was thinking about it, it would be for sales managers for the most part to better performance. But sales managers are notoriously cheap, and most of them don't read about sales, much less listen to audio or anything. I did when I was one, which is why my performance, I felt, was better than most. But for the most part, they just wing it, and they don't really look for any help, and they kind of shun anyone trying to assist them in any way. They just do what their boss tells them. And, you know, All right, and that's not a good market yeah. for you, and you know that market because you were one, and you've kind of have an intimate knowledge about the market. So why swim upstream? Yeah. You know, when you got such a hungry, ravenous market, sometimes your marketing can be just absolutely terrible and you can still make a fortune in it. Yeah. I mean, you can because it's the desire. You're not going to create desire. You're just going to channel the demand. The demand is already out there. All kinds of demands for all different products, all different services. Some demands are at a higher level than other demands. And your job is to get in front of the flow of that demand with your message. And audio is just a wonderful way to do that. I mean, it's just one way. Audio is cheap. You know, I mean, there are better ways. You can do infomercials and television commercials and radio advertising and stuff like that, but that all costs a lot of money. 
you know, producing audio on a little digital recorder that costs you 49 bucks. I was actually surprised I hadn't seen you on YouTube because your stuff is on YouTube in audio form, but you don't do any video. No, I don't. I don't do any video. You know, having a picture of my face on there, is that going to really do anything different for the message? Yeah, good point. It isn't. You know, if you see a picture of me on the sales page and you see a picture of me on a video still me on a video, but really my picture may sell somewhat. It'll make it a little more credible, but people want to listen to the message. Yeah, okay. Okay, so that market you're thinking of, and you're probably thinking of it because that's what you're in and you're comfortable with, but you've got to start thinking outside of that sales manager market. Yeah, and that gets me to the second thing. You know, some of these things kind of pop at you at the most craziest times when you're not even thinking about it, but I was talking to my wife, and I was laying on the bed in the bedroom, and I was watching her in the bathroom. She's a hair care buff. I mean, she's a maniac. She knows everything there is to know about hair. And I was just asking her, I said, why do you do this that way? And she just went into this long explanation, and she just knew everything about it. I said, well, do other women like you know this? She said, well, no, that's why their hair is messed up and this and this and that. And I said, well, maybe I should interview you and get that out to people so they can be educated on the best ways to care for their hair. That market, when you said ravenous, I mean, she's part of a hair care forum and they have tens of thousands of members and those ladies are just crazy about him. I don't understand it. Well, we're not in it, you know, but that's right. That could be a very good market and you could research it and absolutely, that could be a great start of an interview. Interview your wife about everything she knows about hair care, but you got to come up with something to sell. Yeah, that's the thing. Trying to turn that into a product, you know, that's the hard part because there are hair care products out there. And well, what if you did 10 interviews with some of the best hair people in the nation? That could be valuable. You can give away one free interview and say for nine other interviews. The ravenous market, they'll consume anything. They'll consume it in written form. They'll consume it in audio. They'll consume it in hair care products. I mean, you can ask your wife. Let's say you interviewed nine other hair care experts. There's a market and there's a niche. So let's say you went into hair care and then you interviewed 10 different experts on specific niches of the hair care market, okay? One could be straightening your hair. You could interview the foremost expert on straightening your hair without damaging it. You know, there's experts at coloring. There's world-renowned color experts that some of the most famous people will go to. Their specialty and their niche is hair care color, how to color your hair. You could do a hair care expert on hair extensions, on wigs, on dandruff on alopecia. Even if it's something that I myself have totally no interest in, that part doesn't matter. Really how it comes across to you. It'd be nice if you did something you were interested in because that natural curiosity would come out. You know, if you've got a hot market and a very passionate market and this is business and your job is to glean and bring the most up-to-date information that is not available on these niche markets related to the hair in a series of audio interviews, you could be interested in it because you're going to make some money from it. Yeah. But your job is really the conduit to bring the information to your market. So your job is to ask every question you can think of. And I don't want you to think of the questions. I want you to do your market research because those questions are out there right in the forum. You go into your wife's forum and look at the questions and look at what they're talking about. You will come up with the topics that your niches should be about. And I promise you, you will find experts within each one of those categories. Tons of them. You're listening to an exclusive interview found on Michael Sinoff's hardtofindseminars.com. It would be great if my wife could do the interviews, but that will never happen. She wouldn't do it. Well, she's shy and okay. 
I mean, I would do it, and I would have to get my data from her, and she'd have to be my guide and help me out. Well, you don't need her. You can ask her what big forum she belongs to, and yeah. you can get all your research there. You can go on to Amazon.com and type in hair care, hair coloring, hair extensions. You will find experts. You will find publishers who have published books. You will find products around that market. Your research is right all in front of your computer. Okay. They just call those people up and say, hey, I want to interview you for my site. What do they get out of it? Notoriety or? I'll tell you, I know there's a lot of recordings, but I definitely talk about that in some of the consultations. Yeah, what do they get out of it? Well, if they're in business and they've published a book, most publishers make very little money, if any money, on their books, okay? They'll be absolutely honored that you want to interview them about their book because that book has probably been their baby. They probably worked on it for three years. They probably eat, sleep, and drink hair care, whatever their niche is. So when someone calls to say, I found your published book and I'd like to invite you to do an interview and you introduce yourself and you're putting together a compilation of the foremost hair care experts within the world and you'd like to interview you and to be part of that. So they get the notoriety. They get to talk about something they're passionate about. You can give them the rights to the interview that they can use to promote their own business or product. There's nothing wrong with that because you're going to be selling a compilation. And like I said, the market's so big, it would never be a problem. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And what you could do is once they do the interview with you, and let's say you have the other 10 and they have a list of people, if they have a list of people or if they have customers, you could offer them the rights to resell your product to their customers. There's definitely something in it for them to do the interview. I mean, they feel like a star. They get to talk about what they love, and they get a great finished promotional piece that they can use in their business to educate and to get clients and to build trust and rapport with potential prospects and clients. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, Michael. I appreciate that. You know, it's just one of those things where trying to figure out exactly what to market in a tough market and, again, finding that ravenous market and then getting a niche within that is the key. And it looks like I may be on to something. For more exclusive interviews on business, marketing, advertising, and copywriting, go to Michael Senoff's hardtofindseminars.com. Hair care could be good. I dig into it a little bit. The reason you may sound out in my voice is because I'm just not interested. It's tough for me. I have to make myself interested in hearing about and going into that kind of thing. Whereas, you know, my wife, she lives and breathes that stuff. So I don't know. Maybe it's something that I could look at doing, but maybe there's something else that I am more interested in that could, you know, I could be a better interviewer. Well, that's fine. Hair care we're using as an example, okay? But the market is there. Okay, you go on to Google. If you go to Google.com and you type in hair, there'll be a drop-down, and Google will show you the amount of searches per month on these keywords. So I typed in hair, and you got about 10 drop-downs. you got hairstyle, 9,500,000 searches for hairstyles a month on Google. you got haircuts, 4,600,000. Hairstyle, 2008 pictures. You got 5 million. Hair color, 29 million. Okay? 29,500,000 searches. Hair color is big. I mean, that's bigger than all of them, almost all of them put together. So what does that tell you about a marketplace? That hair color could be a very hot niche right there. Hair extensions, like I said, 3 million. Hair spray, 7 million. Hair loss. I mean, look, there are experts, there are doctors who specialize in hair loss for women and hair loss for men, but you niche it for women. Hair cuttery. Oh, that supplies for cutting hair. Hairstyle 2008 and hair straighteners, like I said, is another niche. Well, the market is certainly there. Yeah. You know, I know you're in sales. 
Wow, sales is even bigger. Sales, sales jobs, 38 million, sales tax, sales genie, sales training, sales promotion, sales techniques. Look, women will spend anything on their hair and on their nails and on looking good, on makeup and on creams and stuff like that. It's just a huge, passionate market. Now, I'm not saying that's the one for you, but I'd look for something with a high passion index like that. And the way that you determine the high passion is you use these tools like Google and others to see what people are really... You see what people are looking for? It's a perfect measurement of the demand, yes. Is something like 30 million, I mean, that's a lot to me, but is that really what determines, you know, if it's a passion market or not, just the sheer numbers of on it, barometer? Yeah, that's just a barometer. Certainly, that's a barometer. You can do more in-depth market research for any product or any service, even with hair color. I guarantee you there is an association related to hair color, whether it's the beauty salon associations. These associations that people within the hair industry belong to are great resources for you also to research on your marketplaces. Are you a member of any sales management association? Oh, yeah. What's it called? Do you know? Uh, well, it's actually marketing, AMA. Okay. Okay, AMA. So AMA, American Marketing Association, they have trade shows every year, right? Yeah. And they bring in experts and speakers for those trade shows. You can go into their website and you can look at their upcoming trade shows and you can look at all the events from the speakers who are going to be speaking there and you can pretty much determine the real problems within the markets of a certain association. So, for instance, with a hair, let's see here, American Hair Loss Association. Okay, so let's say you went to American Hair Loss Association. But every association will have a trade show. First of all, you can see where the problems with the industry are, so they're only going to bring speakers to attract members to their association. And you better bet that these associations want to make sure these speakers are talking about topics that their members are interested in. So you can find everything all within an association trade show, not only the topics that you want to develop your products around, but you can also find the experts that you can interview. You know, all in one. It's right there. Anything you're trying to do has been done before, and someone's paid for the research and paid for the marketing. These associations live and breathe their market. They know what's hot. They know what their members are looking for. They know the questions their members are calling and asking for. That's their business. Yeah. Well, I'll definitely look into that then. And it can be within any niche. Are you into anything else that would be really interesting? Well, you know, I love what I do. and It's all about sales and sales training and sales coaching. But like I mentioned before, is to market for information on that. I really don't think it's there. I mean, I sell to the CEO and the head of the company, the sales manager. They look at me most of the time as the enemy. <laughs> I'm afraid I'm going to expose their lack of progress. Mm-hmm. I do. Let me give you an example. Have you seen my interview with Ben Gay the Third? Yes. Okay. Have you heard of the book called The Closers? Yeah, I've heard of that book. Okay. This is the guy who owns the rights to the closers. Jim Pickens is the guy who wrote the book. This guy, Ben Gay, got the rights to that book, and it's the largest selling sales training methodology in the world. It's the Closer Series. And the hottest topic in all of sales from market research is what people want to know most about is how to close a sale. And this training, this guy named Ben Gay III, I've got a whole two-hour interview with him. You can hear the whole story. He's a sales trainer and speaker, and he sold over 20 million of those books. The books is just the start. He has all kinds of sales training that he sells as well. You're into sales. I mean, you could pick a niche. Remember, within sales, you could pick a niche like cold calling. You could pick sales scripting. You pick one of them. You could pick closing. you got a niche into your market, and you stick with the one. 
There's another guy doing very well online, Ari Gelper, and he sells a sales training methodology for cold calling. Yeah, that was actually one of the better ones that I listened to. I remember when he had Ari. He's pretty impressive. Yeah, that's just one niche. That's all within the sales module there. For more exclusive interviews on business, marketing, advertising, and copywriting, go to Michael Senoff's Hard to Find Seminars. Com. The most hilarious interview I've heard with you was Uncle Moore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is he good? I wouldn't buy a toothbrush from that guy, but I know he sold millions of dollars of stuff. I'm sure he's great. He's incredibly cantankerous. He really showed great restraint during that whole thing cause a couple of times there. I know. Oh, no. Yeah, no, that was fun. He was like a old crotchety guy, but it was a great story. But yeah, actually, the Bendix break thing was great, but he kind of lost me with the cruise ship thing. Yeah, yeah, I know. He was promoting some. I hear from him every once in a while. Yeah, I just got to find a niche within my segment that I think is the most appealing to the market. I mean, it's one thing to find a niche, but it's another thing. Well, don't think what it is. Go do the research. Go to the sales association. Do your research and find where's the biggest market demand. And I can tell you, cold calling and sales closing is it. I just talked to another guy. He puts on seminars all through Australia, and he's got a product. I asked him out of all his seminars, what's his number one? And he says it's cold calling for scaredy cats. And it's a cold calling information product. Cold calling and closing are the two main areas that people are interested in from the beginning of time. But it's actually the one that you'd be least worried about because people worry about closing and it can't open. But at the same time, it's not about what I think people should do. It's about what the market is demanding and doing the research and what they want. Because yeah. it doesn't matter if you can't sell it, then what good is it? Right. The thing is, you'll never run out of a market because there's always going to be salespeople. You know how many come in and come out of the business. So you've got a constant new turnover of fresh people who want to learn the skills, who want to make money at sales, who want to be good. And the demand is there. You just got to get in front of them. And if you create an audio product, I mean, I have enough interviews just from sales experts. I've got two interviews on sales scripting. I've got probably three interviews on cold calling. I've got several on sales management. I have a whole sales series of recordings and I've been giving them away for free but I'm going to take them and package them and sell them as well yeah you should I mean yeah. it's really good stuff so instead of 117 hours maybe you'll just go down to 100 hours yeah, I'll go down. That's right. If you look on the home page, I just changed it to 157. Oh, good. I don't see how you have time to do all those interviews. It's been over the years. I mean, I'm doing a recording with you now, which I may use because I think it's coming out pretty good. You're asking some great questions. But I've been kind of cooling it on the interviews for the last month. Yeah, and I understand you went to the University of Alabama. Yeah, where'd you go? Well, I went to Alabama A&M. Oh, you did? Yeah, I'm from Alabama originally. Where are you from? Birmingham. Okay. Well, I was born in Mobile. Oh, very good. But I had a lot of friends that went to the University of Alabama. And How old are you? I'm 34. Okay. How so old are you, Mike? I'm 43. 43? My goodness. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> You're a lot older than you sound. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I sound young. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> I know. It's going by fast. It's crazy. And oh. I have a one-year-old son. All right. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Mike, I appreciate it. I guess what I do is when I can figure out what I want to do mm -hmm. and what I want my niche to be, I just get back with you and give you the 697 and go from there. For more consulting? Yeah. Yeah, if you want to do another consult, we could do that. Absolutely. But you're going to get a lot of that if you listen to all those recordings in there, all those consultations. It's all there. But I'd be glad to take your money. <laughs> no, I thought it was part of developing the audio secret series. Oh, if you want to develop a product with me? 
Yeah. If you want me to develop a product for you, is that what you're referring well, to? Well, I guess I was confused about because I was reading that on your site, and there was like a series of five audio CDs that you would produce. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, that's me creating a whole information product, like if I did it for you or oh, with you. Oh, I got you, I got you. Yeah. Okay, okay. But, you know, you can do this. Yeah, yeah. Don't sit and wait around to decide on something. You know what I think you should do? You're going to hate me for saying this. I think you should just do one just for the hell of it for practice on the hair care and give it to your wife as a product to market. Just do three interviews. Okay, here, do this. Just do five interviews with hair color specialists. That's it. Just on hair color. Hair color. If you can find the best hair colors and just say that you're doing a compilation from the world's greatest hair color specialist and you'd like to interview them about their salon and about the technology of hair color and look, I don't know what to ask, but you do the research in the forum. Find the questions that are being asked about hair color. Go on Amazon, search hair color. Go on the blogs, search about hair color. Go to the salon websites and look at the question and answers about hair color and compile your questions. And you only have to do the interview once. You have all the questions in front of you, but you're just doing it with five or six different people. And they'll all end up being different interviews because all of them will have a different perspective. Yeah, good point. I'm going to do that, Michael, and I'm going to let you know how that worked out. I'm telling you, even if you get the raw footage and you don't do any editing, go get your stupid little recorder and your Radio Shack thing and get permission to do the interview. You'll have to contact, I'm just going to be conservative, you'll contact 10 hair color experts to get one to let you interview them. Really? I mean, no, it may be better than that, but I want to under-promise and over-deliver. Yeah, yeah. So 50 emails or 50 calls will get you five interviews, and you tell them you'll give them the interview that they can use for their salon to promote their own salon or their own agency or consulting or whatever. And they'll do it. And you set a time and just do it. Have your questions in front of you and just ask them the questions and just shut up and let them talk. And then you can get their whole bio and experience. They'll write that for you and they'll send it to you. Say, how would you like you and your salon to be described on the packaging of the product? Can you send me a bio on yourself? They'll do it. Yeah, good I really appreciate that, Michael. That really got the juices flowing in an area that I really, you know, didn't think. Even though you may not be in love with it, but look at this is a business. It's a product that the market demands already out there. And if you get it going, it'll just be like a little money machine, you know? There's a lot of unscrupulous people, and I'm not saying this is unscrupulous, but there's a lot of people out there who go into business for the money. And you may find that, look, what we have here, what I'm in and what we're talking about is business. Yeah, yeah, it is. At the end of the day, that's what it is. We don't have to be in love with the market, but you can be in love with the process of how to create and market and publish a product within a specific well, industry. Helps Absolutely, and they want help. The demand out there shows you that there's a lack of help within the marketplace. So the product will be the giving, you know, just out of curiosity. You'll be giving away one of the interviews and then the rest of them they could purchase or would the product be the product like I would have to develop? All of the above. Okay. You know, those five interviews, you can give away 20 minutes of them and then sell the rest of them individually. You can give one away and say we've got five more with these five experts and you describe the five experts and you can have the remaining five interviews for X amount. And when you do the audios and you have each one transcribed, you put them in a three-ring binder. Each one of your interviews, you can offer some added value 
value. Let's say your interview guest wants to offer a free $50 gift certificate for you know hair coloring in her salon or whatever, a book. You know, you can add value to the product. You could just outright sell all five of them. And what you do is when you transcribe it, you can put together a little sales letter that describes it. And if you're not a copywriter and you don't know anything, when each one of your five guests give you the descriptions of the interviews and you describe what this interview is about, just like my descriptions, you just say, here are five interviews with some of the most renowned experts on hair color, and you list the five people, and you have the headline and the description for each one, and then you can have a price at the bottom. You don't need a sales letter for it because the demand will be there, and you're giving them a 60-minute audio interview with each one of these experts on hair color. You know? Yeah. I'm going to do that. I'm actually going to do that and commit to it and get it done and let you know, Alex know how it works. Yeah, I wouldn't even tell your wife about it. No, actually, I want to surprise her with it. Okay. I mean, I kid her all the time about how stupid the hair care thing is, but she loves it, so I think she'll be shocked that I've done all these interviews with these experts. That'd be great. Yeah. All right, I'll upload this later and I'll send it to you, and you can re-listen to it over and over again. Oh, yeah, I'm sure I'm going to love my voice on here. But <laughs> ah, you sound fine, really. Yeah, I appreciate it. Well, thanks a lot. It was great talking with you. All right, talk to you soon. No, no problem. All right, thanks. All right, bye. If you'd like an information products marketing consultation like I did with Damien, please go to hardtofindseminars.com or email me direct at michael at michaelsenoff.com and I'll show you how to get it. For more interviews like this, go to hardtofindseminars.com.